When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross sat here for the Fightful.com podcast for December 4th, the second show we've done today. We Showdown Joe and I covered the Ultimate Fighter 24 finale last night, where it was proven that any man with two hands has a fighting chance, as Tim Elliott won a round from one of the greatest fighters of all time in Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. Uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. WWE TLC. Uh, I am joined by Jeff Hawkins of Shake Them Ropes. Jeff, how are you doing? <laughs> Go to the other co-host. I just can't. I just can't. I am joined by old Saint Dick himself, uh, Alex Pawlowski. <clears throat> well, that's a very naughty statement, and you may be getting some coal in your stocking come the 25th. The fireplace. Uh, I, I am, I'm nothing if not festive and nothing if not a man of the people. Uh, so since the Halloween celebration was went over so big, I decided to, to go do the same with uh, the holidays. Here, you have my fireplace on the background, and then the uh, the tree over here, as you see. And uh, I'm wearing my "Merry Christmas, You Filthy Animal" T-shirt with my matching can koozie. So I'm all ready to go. I will say, Home Alone is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. That and Die Hard, neck and neck, my friends. Hey, guys, share the video, share the page, tweet it out, let people know that we're going live a little early tonight. A little early. Uh, Alex, I'm going to show you up with the Christmas sweater very soon. All right. I have one coming that may be the greatest Christmas sweater I have ever seen. That I've ever seen. Excellent. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I I have enough to have a different one every time we do a podcast in December, so... Damn. Looking forward to it. Yeah, Somebody I'm, I'm says, I saw in. Alex at House of Hardcore yesterday in Milwaukee. Alex, how was the show? Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a lot of stupid fun surrounding two great wrestling matches. Um, <laughs> there's uh, Tony Nese and Matt Cross, who plays Son of Havoc on uh, Lucha Underground. They put together a great match. Got the crowd off their feet. Uh, on their feet, it was, it was really great. And then uh, Sammy Callahan and, and Hardcore Holly putting in work at age, I don't know, 75, uh, they were great too. I saw him take a bump on a, on a clip on Twitter. He took like an elevated sit-down powerbomb, and I was like, damn, Bob Holly, yeah. what's up? Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Also, guys, happy to announce Fightful nominated for four Sheety Awards. If you are like, what in the hell is a Sheety Award? It's a website called Sheet Sandwich. A guy named Les Moore runs. They critique the coverage of pro wrestling. We were nominated uh, for Best News Aggregator. Brandon Howard nominated for Best Columnist and Best Writer. And myself nominated for Best Podcast Host. Go vote for us whenever that opens. We'd really appreciate it. So that that's pretty cool. Jeff, hmm? what's up, bro? Okay, I've recovered. Hi, how's it going? You fell off the best voice list? What is this trash? Ah, I got nominated for an episode, so I'm fine. I, I don't hey, do this hey. for awards. You should. I, just, I do. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I do this for cash. No. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Don't we all? Um, somebody says, Sean Ross Sapputz with Kalisto's attire. We will get to that. Somebody says, Sean Ross Sapp, do you have a new, uh, new office? No, I just. Turn on the lights. Ooh. No, I didn't turn on the lights. I, I'm in a different corner of the office mm. now. So there you go. We got TLC to talk about, guys. We started off with a 10-man tag. And boy, this is the first time we saw Kurt Hawkins on television in a month. I wish we didn't. <laughs> Jeff, I know you are the, the resident Hawkins of Fightful.com. Were you excited to see Kurt Hawkins back on TV? I was Were neither... You- I was neither excited to see Kurt Hawkins nor Chad Hawkins. Um, 
I found it interesting that American Alpha was lumped into this, but uh, since they scored the pin, I guess I, you can't be too offended by it. Um, the match itself was, you know, it was merely okay and meant to fill space, and that's all it did, and it didn't offend me, so I'm not going to get too far down on it. I, I love that they had, to, they had to go the long way to make that connection between Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, though. <laughs> yeah. Um. I was surprised there was no Kane Luke Harper match on this show. Like nowhere. Alex. Yeah. What gives? Yeah. That seemed like a perfect opportunity for the WWE to throw that in there where we didn't need right. it. See, I miss the days where you would actually build to a pre-show match and say, this is going to be on the pre-show like three days ahead of time. And you could look forward to it. Oh, they, they, mm-hmm. this is extending the feud or whatever. Uh, I, I'm not down for like, we had some guys who were doing nothing in the back. So we threw them all together in a 10 man tag. Like that's not, not what I'm looking for. Um, they had a great uh, op- uh, 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 chance to have Harper get his win back against Kane, you know, further proving himself to the other Wyatts uh, to, to continue some kind of story. But uh, I think that's more likely to happen on raw because raw is three hour programs and they have more stories to continue. I was happy to see American Alpha pick up that win in the the 10-man tag match. They need to be something special. I like, they need to I liked this version of their finisher better than the uh better than the other one. I liked it seemed to be more flowing in this in this way how they did it When this he hit the ropes setting up for that, I was like what the hell is going on? This isn't going to end right and it ended perfectly. Yeah. Pretty well. Uh Wyatt family defeated Heath Slater and Rhino for the tag team titles. This is Bray Wyatt's First title in his WWE career. This kind of match is one of the reasons why I was looking forward to the brand split, guys. And the funny thing is, the newest character in this match was Bray Wyatt. Rhino's been around on and off for damn near 20 years now. Heath Slater's been around six or seven. Randy Orton's been around for about 15. But it was a fresh matchup. We've not seen this before. So I was I was happy to see it. Uh, Wyatt and Orton are over as a team, more over than they were individually for sure. Alex, what do you think of the decision to go with uh, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, as well as that they did a they did a a little bit of a tease in this match. Luke Harper sacrificed himself for Randy Orton. He pushed Randy Orton out of the way, took the gore. Then after the match, Randy Orton puts his title on Luke Harper's shoulder. This is nice little slow storytelling to me. Yeah, this is this is great. Uh, I was kind of worried they were going to jump the gun and do the whole, oh, Randy Orton's been running a long con on the Wyatts. I thought they were going to do that already. <laughs> I think that's eventually where they're going to go, but I'm, I want them to draw it out as long as possible because I love Orton with the Wyatts, and I like Bray with a guy like Orton as his backup. Uh, the, the long story they're telling where Luke doesn't trust Randy yet, but he's willing to do whatever it takes to prove himself to Bray, that's great layered storytelling. If they continue to do that, I'm all in. Free bird these guys. Let them let them defend the titles in any combination they so wish. I think that would be great too. Um, uh, yeah, the, that, that moment where Bray put his title on Luke, and I thought for a second he was saying, Okay, now you're tag champ. I don't need this belt. I want you and Randy to work together. That was interesting. And then Randy said, "No, no, here you take it too. We're all to, we're all the tag champs." That was all really great. Loved it. Jeff, do you think that signified a freebird thing? And I want to ask you, where do you think Heath Slater goes from here? He's a guy who was very popular a couple months ago, but it seems like maybe due to the James Ellsworth thing, he lost sort of that everyman appeal. Well, I, I really liked I, – I, too, like the layered storytelling, and I really hope at one point Randy actually does buy in for a while and that they don't do the tension between Luke Harper and, and Randy Orton. They just kind of back off of it completely and n- never even bring it up for for a little bit because I, I, I thought that might be uh, a problem with the storytelling, but they've backed off of it for now. I want them to back off even further from it. Uh, I found the – ending a little bit anticlimactic for that reason, but, uh, you know, just to take away the pin from Bray, but other than that, it was fine. For As for Heath Slater, 
they had taken my, I liked Alex's theory about them cooling him off to begin with. Once they started putting food in Rhino's hands for every TV shot you saw, you knew that that was the beginning of the end. I don't know what they do with Heath here. I think they're going to probably keep him as a team for, for at least the short term because they're going to get a rematch, I believe. And then yeah. I think eventually he's going to be made to, to lose to guys like Baron Corbin. I, I, I don't see him getting – I think this was the apex of his run, to be honest with you. I could see them kind of stretching it out. Like, he starts to lose to people. Maybe he eliminates a Baron Corbin in the Royal Rumble, and that sets up, like, one of those mini programs before Mania, something like that. Because he is the type of guy, it's like, if you eliminate – him eliminating somebody won't hurt the person that he eliminates. Right. But they'll appear embarrassed by it, and then he will get a match out of it, and it'll be a little short-term program, a TV program, as they say. He's going to be kind of in that Apollo Crews spot where if they choose to do something with him, it's fine. That doesn't exist. Yeah, I meant when they first brought him up, when he still had a little bit of heat on him, where where, you you could have done something with him if you had chosen to. But ultimately, I don't think they're going to. I like Heath Slater. Um, I hope they go away from the uh, redneck comedy, but I don't think that's going to happen. Carmella versus Nikki Bella, no DQ match. I did not think this was good. Um, Nikki Bella wins with the Rack Attack 2.0. <laughs> Nikki, like, sprayed the living shit out of Carmella with that fire extinguisher. I didn't think that thing was ever going to end, guys. After the match, Carmella tells Nikki that it was Natalia that attacked her at Survivor Series. We will get to the segment that followed this <laughs> shortly after, so let's not get into it yet. But, um, Jeff, what did you think of the match? I thought it was passable. I didn't think it was anything exciting, but I was fascinated by it and watching but I'd it. I'd imagine you came into this with low expectations, correct? Uh, yeah, but I was still one of the matches. That, I mean, there were three matches I was intrigued by. The main event, the women's title match, and this match, because I wasn't sure how much of a train wreck it might be, but it wasn't. It was perfectly serviceable, no DQ match. And... Yeah, the, the fire extinguisher spot went for a little while, but you know what? It made sense that it would be the finish of the match, too, so I had no problem with it. You know, was it Charlotte-Sasha level? By no means, but it wasn't. It didn't offend my sensibilities. Alex, your thoughts? Uh, I mean, it was, it was fine. It was fine. The, the idea that we, we can sit here now in 2016 and be like, well, you know, it was a no DQ match between two women who've been feuding for several months. Ho-hum. Like, just the idea of that in this era of women's wrestling is kind of great, actually. That we can have those things and be that not be like, wow, this is crazy that they're even doing this. Um, I, yeah, that's I, a good I point. That, I mean, I, a few years ago, we would have been like, damn, they're getting this spot? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I, I mean... I thought it was good. It was a good blow off to Bella and Mella. Um, I thought it was very odd that they decided to use the kendo stick as a major point throughout through the match. And then uh, Nikki Bella pulled out a fire extinguisher and David Otunga said, oh no, things just got real because a fire <laughs> extinguisher is much more real than a kendo stick to the back. But, uh, yeah, that, that whole thing was just – it was a terrible ending to an otherwise what I thought uh, decent, you know, women's no DQ match. Uh, and then the end, I mean, just the idea that they thought they were drama, dropping a bomb on us with uh, that, uh, you know, Carmella <laughs> calling out Natalia. That was ridiculous. Yeah, that was ridiculous. But let's give a little credit to Nikki Bella. The, the, the kick off the barrier there was, was quite impressive. That was very and that was nice. A, and that was a nice uh, addition to her repertoire, to be honest with you. I, I You know what? It, it was to the point where we knew that they weren't going to let them do too much and put themselves at too much risk because they don't have that kind of control. I mean, the, the kendo stick shots to the leg were – they were – they weren't – the most solid shots in the world, but they were enough to be effective in terms of the dramatization of the match. I mean, it wasn't, they weren't the, the Sasha Charlotte welts all over the torso type of, of kendo stick shots, but they were still enough to service the story. The problem was the story was then blown by the post-match promo. 
did Nikki Bella bite Daria's style? The tape fist, the hair, all of it. It was like, it was a little weird to me. Well, Daria, her, and uh, um, Shayna Basler were all training at the Performance Center together, so maybe they all glommed hmm. off of each other a bit. Hmm. So after this match, there was a segment where Natalia helped a man pick out an engagement ring for a K-Jewelers spot where he's going to propose to his wife. And a lot of people said, a lot of people said, why would you have them do that after a supposed heel turn? Then somebody on our board said, did you see the guy? There's no way in hell this woman says yes. Natalia is such a heel, she just got him to spend thousands of dollars for nothing. This is the same ad that they ran last year, though, right? I mean, this is the, the same exact person, same exact situation type thing. This is can't the, remember. I, I, I can't remember. I know she said yes. It was a shit ending. I, 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 totally predictable. I know it's the same as – well, see, I was hoping she'd say no, make out with Natty, and that would complete the heel turn. <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> but I think, this was, I think this was a rerun of last year's uh, You think that's going to be a heel turn? <laughs> you think that's getting a heel reaction, Jeff? No, I don't know. <laughs> in their mind it would, but not in my mind. Maybe if they showed like Tyson Kidd in the background with his broken neck being like, Natty, why? Maybe then. Otherwise, it's getting a giant pop from the crowd. Somewhere a cat (laughs) shedding a tear in the background too. That'd be awesome. Two paws. Yes, exactly. Okay. Miz versus Dolph Ziggler ladder match. This, I thought, was an outstanding ladder match. Ladder. Like, I think... I like their other matches more, but I thought this was still a, an outstanding match. Um, but I don't think they needed a ladder. Alex, uh, what do you think about the match, the post-match interview that The Miz conducted where he called out Daniel Bryan? Do you think that's leading anywhere, and how can it? Exactly. That's the thing. This was a great match. I loved it. I thought it was one. It was great. It wasn't as good as the one at No Mercy, which didn't have ladders, but the one at No Mercy was like excellent like beyond excellent uh the best match those two guys have ever had uh so this was great like phenomenal uh really 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 enjoyed it and then his promo at the end calling out daniel bryan again which is really that's what the, the whole catalyst for miz to go from a guy that we all you know you know quote unquote all of us (laughs) Uh, thought was weak and a coward and couldn't wrestle. What what got us to think, well, maybe that's wrong, was when he called out Brian for saying that and then backed it up in the ring. Uh, so this whole thing, everything that's rejuvenated The Miz and everything that has rejuvenated the IC title has come out of that that verbal feud that has been going on. The logical payoff for that would be to some physicality that comes up between them but if that's not really is not a possibility ever, then this goes into the pantheon of all time trolling by a wrestling promotion to never be never never having any intention of ever giving us that payoff. Uh, I honestly I want it to happen. My God, that that match at Mania, can you imagine? But I don't think it's possible. Daniel Bryan working that bear style that he had teased on total bellas where he doesn't take bumps and he he's on all fours (laughs) that'd be great jeff your thoughts miz is the strongest heel on either roster in terms of knowing what a heel is supposed to do um to the point where i think this second half of the year has been so strong for miz i want the company to put a rocket on his back and i want him to be a main eventer at wrestlemania this next year versus either cena or the undertaker that's how good he's been in my estimation. I love AJ Styles. Don't get me wrong. I want AJ Styles to be in that other second main event versus the one of those guys that they don't get. But Miz has been fantastic here. And I think he deserves for his work and his service in both the ring and the promos. I think he deserves to be pushed higher than he is in terms of in terms of the main event scene. I do. I, I'm 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 all for this right now. I this is a guy right now, if he continues on this trajectory, he's gonna be that feature guy that they bring back five, ten years from now to be in a program with a baby face that they're trying to get over. That's how good he's doing right now. And this match was pretty darn great, I thought. 
I, I I wasn't expecting much coming out of this one because I thought it might be. It's not that I didn't trust him and Dolph to work together. I just wasn't sure about the logistics of the ladder and how that would play into it because these these ladder spots can seem contrived and can be clunky and anything can happen with these ladders in terms of falling apart. But this was a solid ladder match, which you could put up there with any other ladder match in the WWE canon, in my opinion. So yeah, I I thought it was great. And I think Miz deserves a slight promotion for this, for his work for the second half of the year. Now, whether or not Daniel Bryan can come back, there's rumors that he's working on a less impactful style that he could possibly then take to doctors in the WWE. There's no rumors. He showed it off. He showed it off on the show. Oh, did he? And had Sami Zayn practicing it. Uh, It's not going to happen unless he gets full clearance. So, yeah. Either way, that contract time is ticking down. I mean, that's it's back in effect now that he is a general manager. I agree with you with The Miz. I saw earlier this afternoon where you had said that The Miz should be in consideration for most improved of the year, and couldn't agree more. He's he stepped up his game to such a degree. Yeah, both him and Alexa Bliss are on my list on my short list for the for that. Uh, Baron Corbin versus Kalisto in a chairs match. This is another match I liked, and uh, this match was a good example of why I wanted that cruiserweight division on SmackDown because I could have 2017. I could have stood to see Baron Corbin versus the World cruiserweights. This match, like some of the spots they did, like Corbin did a really fantastic powerbomb. He caught Kalisto with a great deep six onto the floor. There were a lot of cool spots in this match. I was disappointed that we didn't get a spot where Kalisto hit a springboard, then get caught in the end of days like midair. I thought that would have been really cool. But either way, he got it onto a pile of chairs. Uh, Jeff, did this meet your expectations, exceed your expectations? How would you feel about it? They exceeded slightly because these two tend to not have the smoothest matches in the world. But I thought it was I thought it was perfectly fine. Uh, I still have a little bit of a problem with Baron Corbin's charisma. I, I, there, there's something I wouldn't say forced about it, but there's something that's not quite clicking with me in terms of. I mean, you know, he can be a badass. He 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 has that kind of great lone wolf chemistry when he's on talking smack. But it's not coming forward on the main show for some reason. And and I don't know quite how to fix it to do that. But as a match itself, uh, this over-delivered for me. This is one of Baron Corbin's best outings, in my opinion. Kill the scripts. That's how I think you can do it. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Somebody says Daniel Bryan going off on Talking Smack. Uh, I will definitely be catching that after yes. I watch The Walking Dead tonight. Uh, Alex, your thoughts on Baron Corbin versus Kalisto? This was the match that everyone seemed to be kind of thinking it was tacked on and it, you know, it was, you know, the match nobody really wanted to see. You know, Baron people don't like Baron Corbin or they don't like Kalisto or they don't like both of them. I like both of these guys. Uh I was interested to see what they were gonna do against each other, but never in a million years did I think it was gonna be this. This was great. Like this was fantastic. They both made each other look like a million bucks. Somehow. Baron Corbin took forever to beat this guy and in the process came out looking better than he did before. Like he took so much damage, uh, legitimate damage from Kalisto and, you know, from his own missteps that dropped toehold into the setup chair in the corner looked vicious. Uh, there was a lot of amazing spots. Um, and, you know, I think that both of these guys came out looking great. I, I take your point about, you know, um, wouldn't it be great if he could, you know, decide, okay, this week, I'm going to take out everybody from Japan. And he decides to have a match with Tozawa, who would not be scared of him at all. Like, I want to see that match, just thinking about it in my head. Akira Tozawa versus uh, Baron Corbin. There, there's all kinds of things they could do with him. Uh, I'm hoping this allows them to, to jump him up to something. I just don't know what there is. You know what I mean? It seems like everybody above him has stuff to do, that, that, and he would just not have anywhere to go but where he's at. Dare I say this helped rejuvenate Callisto quite a bit on the mm-hmm. roster, this match, because he's stale, and especially in the feud with Corbin, where he was just getting crushed every time. This showed a new kind of personality to him in his viciousness, trying to get these these high spots onto chairs and things of that nature. I hope they 
they need to split these two up now. I'd love to see Callisto in that 205 division now, even though he's, I think, I guess he announced in Mexico City that he's not going to be a cruiserweight. So, so I don't know what you do with him exactly, but I don't want rematches. But I think this did, this is one of those matches that did quite a bit for both these guys. Guys, if you haven't visited fightful.com, check us out. Register at the site. Uh, Absolutely free. No credit card required. No credit card will ever be required. We will always be free, but you can get access to our forums, early access to exclusive articles from the likes of the Sheety Award-nominated Brandon Howard. Also, our pro series that's coming up with the likes of EC3, Jason Kincaid, Deanna Perrazzo, lots of personalities like that. Uh, our early our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Access to our Matt Riddle podcast, which just keeps getting better and better and better. Uh, but also you can go to Fightful.com for all your uh, pro wrestling, MMA, and boxing news coverage, things like that. If you don't like boxing, wrestling, or MMA, we have individual pages for each that you can bookmark. So uh, apparently uh, Talking Smack ended interestingly. Uh, Miz was telling Daniel Bryan how great he is, how he's uh, on his Intercontinental title tour, and the show faded to black and went to a different show as they were arguing. Somebody said, Nothing entirely new, the same bullet points, but Miz is now bedazzling the Intercontinental title for every day he's the champion, so there is that. I think that sounds phenomenal, Alex. <laughs> oh, the Miz is a treat. He's a, he's a treat given to all of us. Uh, I, I, that, that sounds amazing. I knew he was putting like little... You know, like uh, at Ohio State, they'll put the helmet stickers on for big hits or catches or whatever they do. Uh, they, he was having little WWE stickers that he was putting on the uh, on the belt, for, one for each day. So if he's changed that to bedazzling it, then it's that's even better. I'm 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 so down with that. Uh, Alex, y- your thoughts? No, well, that was Alex. I think you're meaning me. Oh, sorry. Jeff, your thoughts. <laughs> it's a shame this isn't the you. I have some more thoughts. Well, so did I. I was waiting for him. Um, I, it's a shame this isn't the U.S. title so that he could become French-Canadian in honor of his wife. Um, yeah, I'm fine with him doing I'm I'm fine with him turning the, the W in the Intercontinental belt to an M, much like he does with the microphone. I'm happy with whatever he does with this Intercontinental title. I want him to break Honky Tonk Man's streak. Let him run with his creativity here because his instincts are good. Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, we have a new WWE SmackDown women's champion now. The Performance Center opened about three years ago, and oh my god, for like the first two and a half years, there was this weird narrative like, the Performance Center hasn't built anybody, it hasn't built anybody, because you know, you can just build pro wrestlers in two and a half years to work on the main roster. Well, now they have the Charlottes, they have Alexa Bliss, they have Braun Strowman, who's doing just fine, uh, Enzo and Cass, so that's a fair number of people considering the Performance Center opened like three years ago. Alexa Bliss is one of those people, and it's it's crazy to think a year ago or even a year and a half ago that she would be here. Jeff, what do you think about her win, the, the choice to put the title on her? Was Becky Lynch working as champion? I think this is a 
this was a good coming out party for Alexa Bliss in terms of a big match since this was her first real big one in terms of a pay-per-view. Uh, was it the kind of she match? Got her Triple H picture, by the way. Yeah. Was it the kind of match I'd, I'd put her in for? It? No, because tables are bigger than her. If she had brought out like a WLC table or something to break, I, I, I would have loved it and adored it as a heel move. Um, was Becky Lynch working as champion? At times, yes, but not enough times for me. Uh, when when she's serious, Becky, not being playful or punny or or trying to get to a catchphrase, Becky, like like the the promo she did after she got put through a table last week on SmackDown, I absolutely loved it. That's the Becky I want. I want sports Becky Lynch. That was always the best Becky Lynch in NXT. Yep. That to me is the best Becky Lynch on SmackDown. Sports entertainment, Becky didn't interest me that much, which makes this post-match interview of hers very interesting to me because that's sports Becky. Get that microphone out of my face. I'm not ready to talk yet. I still hold out a little bit of hope that she's the one that attacked Nikki Bella backstage before SmackDown or before Survivor Series. This might be a heel turn for Becky Lynch, which would make her very interesting as a suplex machine Taz type of character. Um. I thought it was time for a title change. And I think maybe Becky chasing might make her very interesting here. But as a champion, she was working fine. She just didn't have a lot of people to work with, in my opinion. She had Natty who could work her style. She had Nikki Bella, but they weren't going to face each other in in this incarnation. So let's see what uh, Alexa Bliss can do on top. I I don't have a problem with the title change per se. I think Becky's enough of a star and has enough cachet to, uh, to handle the title loss right now. Alex, uh, every week on our post-Smackdown show, myself and Jeff have an opportunity to talk about Alexa Bliss. You are on usually our Raw show, so we don't get to hear your thoughts on her. What do you think about her progression over the past year and a half? Um, Well, uh, I think it's been uh, just tremendous. Like I, I remember seeing her for the first time um, like really noticing her when she was with Blake and Murphy uh, and thinking, well, this girl's amazing at doing all of the things like that aren't wrestling. You know what I mean? I, because she wasn't yet, but, but all the stuff with facial expressions and the ways that she could, you know, cut a promo and all the little things that she would do. She was just better than everyone else in NXT. Uh, and then she kept getting better and better and better in the ring. And I realized why I was, initially just couldn't accept them going uh, to bringing in Mickey James to face Asuka is because I always wanted an Asuka Alexa, Alexa Bliss program. And I never got it because Alexa Bliss got pulled up. I, I was a huge fan of her in NXT. She was just coming into her own and getting to that main event of the women's division NXT, which she got brought up. And I love that that momentum didn't stop when she got to the main roster. Because that kind of thing happens all the time. You're hot in NXT and you get pulled up and then you're, you're done in a month. Um, but they've been keeping her, keeping her strong and moving. And I really um, am excited to see where they, where they go with her from here. From what I've heard, her, her promo on uh, Talking Smack, where she was like really being honest and crying about, I, I can't believe I've, I won this. I'm, you know, like she, she was almost a babyface turn. So I'm interested to see what, what they do with her. But on your point... Jeff, about heel Becky, I love the idea of, of heel Becky. The disarmor is absolutely a heel submission. Mm-hmm. Like, if she was yeah. doing that to put girls out, like, intentionally, that would she'd be the biggest uh, female heel on the roster. Her best run in NXT was when she turned on Bailey and joined with Sasha for that short time before challenging Sasha at an NXT takeover. Which was very interesting. I, I'm I'm very intrigued by your comments about Becky because I had been high on Becky when she came in as the magical blue fairy, uh, uh, baby face, and I thought she she might have room to grow there. When they turned her heel and stuck her with with uh, Blake and Murphy, my fear was they had given up on her as a wrestler because she was such a good valet and she was such a she she had such great reactions but she wasn't really wrestling at that time because that was still kind of the rise of the horsewomen so to speak they were still on top so so alexa bliss was kind of on the back burner 
managing Blake and Murphy, who to me were a nothing team, to be honest with you. So my fear was she was going to be used to get other guys over and to be the personality for these bland type of tag teams, and she was never going to get in the ring again. So once she then broke off of them and got into that singles program with Bailey and Asuka, even though they didn't have a long program, it, it seemed like she also got a new renewed focus for her in-ring work as well. I'm ecstatic to see Alexa Bliss as a champion. I'm even more ecstatic to see that this is a girl who knew that she had to get better and did get better yes. and continues to work hard to get better. She doesn't just rest on her looks, rest on the opportunities that she's given. She works to improve on them. And that's not something you always see. Now, in this environment, you're probably going to see it a lot more because it's sink or swim. And if you don't swim, you're going to drown and then they'll just get rid of you. So, yeah. yeah and I, and I, I think, think back- I think part of her has to ignore some of the things that people have probably said, like you're too small, you, you know, you're too fragile probably because yeah. you're small. I mean, if, if she takes a listen and, and she was too slow and I was like, what? If you put one ear to the things that uh, you've heard people may have said about Sasha Banks, yeah, that just don't listen to that kind of thing and, and just keep improving on what you can do for your character. I mean, I, I love the Five Feet of Fury, not only the line, but the character. Like, like I said, my favorite moment of Survivor Series, that, that five-on-five women's tag match, was Alexa Bliss just losing it, getting really angry, and then just getting her butt kicked by Nia Jax. I thought that was hilarious. So, you know what, good on her. I hope they do something with her on this title run and get her maybe even get her away from Becky, give Becky the rematch and then have her move on to maybe a Nikki Bella or what other, I hope not Naomi. God, I hope it's not Naomi. I'd much rather have it be Nikki Bella than Naomi. Alex, is it true that Colt Cabana won with the rear view last night? (laughs) He did. Uh, Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he hit the rear view. Uh, and I was just, I, I just, I thought of you, Sean. I immediately thought of you and, <laughs> and how much oh, you and I both tell. hate that. I, okay. no, we, we've oh, talked God. about it. <laughs> Jeff. No, we, we've, yeah, we've talked on many occasions about how much what? we hate that move. Huh? And, yes, that uh, move sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I have an interview with Cole Cabana coming to the site very soon, guys, so keep your eye on that. Um, also, hey, if you guys didn't, go check out our MMA exclusive section and check out the long form I did on Gerald Harris, who made his return Friday night. I'm sure you've seen his insane slam knockout that he had. One of the craziest in MMA history against the guy who missed weight by 54 pounds. Un- unreal. And it wasn't Kelvin Gastelum? No. And then this guy got on uh, Twitter and used a sexual slur against me. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. by the way, Santa, I went on white Lexus with power steering and heated oh, seats. <laughs> you LA guys, you're so pretentious. I don't know if I can fit that in the sleigh, young Jeffrey. Oh, no. What, none of you watched so, the NFL today? That was all the ads were. You people suck. Yeah, of course, I watched the Bengals <laughs> dominate Woo-hoo! the Eagles. Yes, we finally And I watched Mike Nugent still miss an extra still point. Still miss another point. Oh, that sucks. Uh, Fire him, too. Uh, um, <laughs> we got somebody saying they're watching at 4.18 a.m. in Ireland. So shout outs to Sean Bucks for doing that. Um, so they, the, the women's title match, that was the co-main event of the night. I was happy with that. Glad, glad that that went up like that. I thought they might try to put it first. What was your opinion uh, of the match? Because I saw some people, okay. I thought some people were ragging on it a little bit too much. I was like, "Well, it's a table match; it's not a straight wrestling match. These things are going to happen sometimes." How many great tables matches yeah. have there been in history? Not many. Somebody said something uh, on Twitter. I, I forget who it was. That tables matches should be best out of five, best out of three. Like, like the the first guy goes through a table doesn't end the match. You know what I mean? Like because that's the only one that like if you use a chair that doesn't end the match. You hit a guy with a ladder, that doesn't end the match. Going through a table is kind of a weird anticlimactic way to end a match. Uh, but I did like that they used um, different cool ways. Like that, that um, I think Becky was trying to AA 
uh, Bliss through a table. She flipped yeah. over the table, got out of the AA, yeah. and then DDT'd her on the table while it was lying, you know, face down. Right that onto was- the metal area of the table. That was disgusting. Yeah, that was that was sick. Uh, yeah, and a ni- nice mic pickup after that of her saying she was okay, too. They were right in her face. Had, like, hey, she had to tell somebody whether or not she was dead because that looked disgusting. True. Also disgusting is the hashtag asses out for TLC movement that took place tonight. Um, <laughs> AJ Styles' ass was as red as an apple this evening. Um, he went full SpongeBob, and you never go full SpongeBob in a wrestling match. His pants ripped during a fantastic TLC match. Uh, I had said this on the show before. Dean Ambrose said that he didn't have a good dance partner against Lesnar because Lesnar didn't want to do anything. He wasn't going to run into that problem with AJ Styles. And we saw it. I mean, a 450 to the outside through a table and an elbow drop off a ladder through a table and just all this stuff. And it culminated with a James Ellsworth turn. And it makes sense. I didn't catch Talking Smack to hear why he explained it, but he's beaten, quote-unquote, AJ Styles three times. He's facing AJ Styles on Tuesday. I see a lot of people patting themselves on the back for predicting this on Twitter, and I'm like, dude, come on, stop that. It wasn't that hard. It wasn't the most subtle thing in the world. And plus, they also helped telegraph it by having Dean take the entire blame for Ellsworth getting beat up by AJ Styles in the back. So, yeah. you know, it, w- it was coming. We knew it was coming. I, I had hoped that he had he would sit out this pay-per-view before turning on him, to be honest with you. But it makes sense. It was a great match. I, I saw the uh, one of the other 450s AJ once did through a table was at uh, Bound for Glory 2011 in San Diego against Sting. And that <laughs> was insane as well. I mean, we swore that, that he had broken two ribs doing that. So, so I mean... Look, AJ Styles may be – I mean, he was possibly the best wrestler last year in 2015. Other than maybe Chris Hero, he may be the best wrestler in 2016 as well. I, I, I love this match. The crowd can go eat it for cheering, let's go butt cheek. I mean, just come on, guys. It happens sometimes. Let's Let's try and concentrate on a great match instead of the wardrobe malfunction so to speak the ladder spot on top of the uh, top of the announcement you table. are ridiculous if we're not if you think we're going to skip over AJ Styles ass hanging out all <laughs> over the WWE network uh possibly Dean's best match in a while too yeah. what do you guys think yeah, oh oh yeah. yeah yeah definitely no Dean Dean and AJ always put on a good show together uh, I mean, Dean is still up to his, you know, wacky antics. Uh, if I never see the rebound clothesline again, mm-hmm. I will be yeah. so happy. The first time I saw that, it was great. Yep. When they had to do it every week after that, yep. I no. started to hate it. But uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, the match. Uh, I, I, so, you know, you know what? So Sumi, as soon as he when – when he tore his pants, I, I – <laughs> I couldn't focus. Like it was just this thing because it was, <laughs> it was just you know, it was like I, I didn't want to look, you know. But you, you can't. Somebody said. Not, somebody said know? the hole that stole the show. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was wondering jockstrap or just full on commando for old uh, no, AJ. I'm, That's I'm what thinking I was he's wondering. old school and wears a jockstrap but no underwear, okay. Uh, okay. which would which would definitely fit, you know, where that hole was and what we were seeing, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, the, that spot that gave him the hole was ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. it was this weird twisting thing out of a, out of a flapjack. I don't. It was crazy. I mean, all these things were nuts that they set up and, and did. And um, I really, really enjoyed the match. Uh, and it was a foregone conclusion to me that Ellsworth was going to show up. Uh, I, I was holding out hope that he was going to show up, and you know, accidentally cost. Dean the match and have Dean turn on Ellsworth uh, because I don't know where you go with heel Ellsworth. He's beloved by the entirety of the fans. Why you would turn him heel, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I'm intrigued to see where they go with it. Yeah, I don't know where they're going to go with it, and I like that the most. I really do. If if they do go somewhere with it, because they don't always. 
We have some questions. Somebody says, do you think Styles Taker is the Rumble plan? I I think it's either the Rumble plan or the Mania plan. It's got to be. Jeff, your thoughts? Yeah, it's one of those two. Alex? Yeah, they seem to be uh, antsy about selling out tickets for the Rumble. Doing doing uh, Taker Styles, that would sell that place out by itself. You know what I mean? Yep. So I feel like – and it's in, it's in Taker's home state. You know, like that's a – that's definitely a program they could do. I mean, the 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 easily booked fantasy version is that Taker beats Styles and takes the the title into Mania, where he faces Cena, and Cena beats beats Taker to retire Taker, and Cena gets sixteen all in the same giant thing. Um, I mean, I don't know if I want that. I don't know if they should do that, but it's a it's an easy progression that could get to a point where. You know, that would definitely help sell Mania tickets if you need to. I might be at the Rumble and NXT, maybe. So, hey, it might be you all doing a podcast if Jeff is able. And me, like, Googling in from the venue or something like that. No, no, Alice and I can handle it. We don't need you. (laughs) You mean (laughs) you don't need the Sheedy Award-nominated Sean Ross Sapp? Really? Okay, okay. Step forward um, if you haven't been nominated for a sheedy. Not so fast, Alex. Alex, Alex is new. Alex is <laughs> new. Yes, he is. I'm hoping to get at least three next year. So, ah. hey, fight Fightful's new. Yeah. As, as they said on the podcast, we did not exist six months ago. So yeah. I'm pretty happy about that. Um, we're getting to more questions. If this is your first time visiting Fightful on YouTube, subscribe to us. Leave us a thumbs up. Hey, if, if it's your millionth time, do that. Also, visit the website, Fightful.com. We have tons of exclusives up there from podcasts to articles from wrestlers that you love to uh, exclusive financial analysis from Brandon Howard. Lots of cool stuff. We do a post-Raw show, post-Smackdown show. We do a Wednesday night MMA show. We do a Thursday afternoon show with Matt Riddle, uh, and he is quite candid on that program. Also, shows after each UFC event. Somebody says, does Carino leaving ROH mean the end of the Carino Whitmer feud or will it continue forever? I think to some degree it will continue forever. Like if Carino gets fired and he's 55 years old, they'll probably have a match somewhere. Jeff, your thoughts? Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be the blow off. Um, you know, the, I, I don't know how they handle him leaving to go to the WWE. That, that's going to be interesting, I think, on, on the way out. Um, the few, God, I hope they don't put Matt Taven on commentary again. Has he not been improving to you? Matt Taven? I mean, you know, I, I don't think he's great by any means. I mean, I know he's I'd, miserable. I, I can't stand I'd, I'd much rather have uh, 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 Nigel on, on commentary, to be honest with you. I'd rather have a, a chainsaw at its loudest possible possible whatever it's doing than hear Matt Taven on commentary. Uh, I, think, Nigel, I think, Nigel, I think, sure. See, I find, I see it's odd because I'm not even thinking about Steve Carino today. I'm thinking about Colby Carino and that news coming out. Yeah. Colby Carino, uh, arrested. We will, we'll get to that. Um, where does Ambrose go from here? Alex. I mean, he's going to be, pissed at James Ellsworth for <laughs> stealing for stealing his championship, you know, chance. And, uh, I mean, it looks like, um, I mean, I read something about the, what he was on Talking Smack. Uh, Ellsworth said that, yeah, I, I beat AJ three times. I, I'm pretty sure I got his number. So I just made sure that AJ came out of here with the title uh, so that I could beat him on Tuesday. And I, I guess he said, Dean would have done the same thing to me. So... Which, I mean, I guess you can't fault his logic, but I don't know if that's necessarily a heel turn. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I mean, it's it's interesting. Um, I guess, I mean, that, that's the first thing, but I don't know if I want to see a Dean Ambrose-James Ellsworth program. Like, what are those matches going to be, you know? So, also, I want to ask, uh, what was up with Kalisto's gear? He looked like one of Dalton Castle's boys. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the little trunks did not do it for me with him. Uh Somebody's saying he looked like Max Moon from like 1995. Oh, or wow. To me, there's still that lingering uh, 
plot twist that they never have paid off on in that Dean turned on AJ during the Survivor Series match and the threat from the Undertaker saying if anybody yeah. did that, that they'd do that. So, I, I, you know what? They may not even do Undertaker AJ. They may do Undertaker Dean to get to Undertaker Cena. It may be AJ and Cena possibly to get to the winner of the Dean Undertaker feud. Not not that I don't like Alex's idea. I think it makes a lot more sense, but then again, they may not be thinking that. Right. And finally, do you think AJ's ripped pants tonight had more personality than David Otunga on commentary? Altogether, I think we can say Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I'll say yes. Oh, come on. AJ had that great line about Maurice never winning an, an, an Academy Award or an Emmy or whatever it was. <laughs> That's the most personality he's had on commentary. Oh, yeah. Oh, Otunga. Otunga is so, so awful. He's horrible. He, he says everything. Uh, uh, the thing of like, he, he's he, like, he's like WWE video game commentary, is what he, he is. Yeah. Live. He really, really is. Uh, he. It, it almost it's a, it got to a point where if he he's actively rooting for an act in the ring, I will just subconsciously start rooting against them so that he can be wrong. I hate him so much. Guys, we are back tomorrow night. Jeff, tell the people where they can find you on social media, things like that. I am at Crep Game 13. I do a show with one Rob McCarron who is at Mick Listens. You can follow our show at Shake Them Ropes. Only show updates there. We're part of a vast network that's I'm not going to plug here because I just realized we can only plug the show. So we're at Shake Them Ropes. It'll be out later this week. Um, and I'll be back here on a Tuesday after SmackDown. Alex, tell the people where they can find you. I am at Pulowski the Fourth. P-A-W-L-O-W-S-K-I-T-H-E, the numeral four, T-H. And uh, you can read me all week long at Fightful.com. Yes. Follow us at Fightful Online, Facebook and Twitter. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. I want to thank you guys so much for all your support. This has uh, been a big week for Fightful.com. Of course, go vote for us in the sheeties, my friends. Till next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.